The information and views expressed by our host or guests on the Unlock Potential podcast are their own, and not a substitute for professional medical or fitness advice. Always consult with qualified healthcare or fitness professionals before starting any new exercise program or making changes to your current routine. This episode of Unlock Potential contains visual demonstrations and instruction. If you are listening to the audio version of our podcast, consider also checking out the video at thebriandelaney.com. Keeping us healthy in the long run is about managing our overall recovery and overall energy. And so there will be times where we want to push maximally, and there will be times where we want to make sure we're holding back just a little bit. And each of those is necessary for your long-term development of both energy in the muscle and supplying that energy with good fresh blood supply. Hello and welcome to season two of Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. Our focus this season is fitness. I'll be joined by Dr. Corey Duvall, who's going to guide us through his protocol for getting into your best shape so we can live our best lives and serve others well. Hi, and welcome back to season two of Unlock Potential. This is episode 10, where we're gonna talk about the movement cue priorities for maximizing safety and performance. As we've talked about in recent episodes, there are layers of tissue damage and healing that occur as we work to build our body to be the physically fittest we can be so that we're maximally helpful to others. And when we have those layers of damage and recovery, and sometimes we go through processes that will ignore those things and create layers of injury and illness, we need to know how to untie that and keep ourselves safe in the long run. As an early chiropractic physician and strength coach, I learned that what the movement looks like to me as a coach from the outside of the person was what was gonna keep them safe. But what I've learned over my years is that it's more about what it feels like on the inside to that person for them to untie those layers as opposed to what it looks like to me as a coach on the outside. And as I learned those things, I said, I still wanna maximize their performance and I still wanna keep them safe. And so what are the priorities that they need to focus on in order to go through that progression? Well, today we're gonna to go over the five key factors that will keep you safe and maximize your performance. The first principle, the first priority is to both move as quickly as you can against gravity and control as you go down with gravity. When we wanna maximize our performance, we wanna maximize the speed at which we're moving and we wanna maximize our ability to move weight as we're trying to move quickly. Now these purple lines right here represent different muscle fibers. This is our brain and spinal cord in the green right here. And we've got one nerve firing one section of muscle here. What this is called is a motor unit. And so when I move a little slower or when I move lighter weight, I'm only going to fire the amount that I need, not everything I have access to. But as I put my intent to move quicker and quicker, my brain, when it reaches a limit, will then add 
another motor unit to help out. And so if I'm moving 20 pounds as quickly as I can here, then I ask myself to move 40 pounds as quickly as I can, because that was a limit, my brain fires a little bit more. Now, if I ask myself to move 60 pounds as quickly as I can, that's a little bit of a limit, and my brain is gonna say, hey, let's put pieces in place so we can fire that extra section as well. And so development occurs by intending to move as quickly as you can with the most resistance you can, and your body puts those pieces in place. Now, when it fires that, it fires like a shotgun. It sends as many impulses as it can to as many muscle groups as it can in a, hey, whoever's capable, let's help out. Now, as we move over, coordination is also important in order to balance safety and performance. Because if I fire my muscles at the wrong time, I can tweak a joint. And so the black here in the middle represents the shin bone at the bottom, the thigh bone at the top. This is the knee joint here. We've got some muscles on the front side, often known as the quadricep. We've got some muscles on the back side, often known as the hamstrings. Now, as the knee bends, the quadricep needs to get longer through a section, and the hamstrings need to get shorter through this section. Now, that is a timing issue that if the quadricep does not lengthen as quickly as it should, you're going to pinch the joint. If the hamstring does not shorten as quickly as it should, you're going to lose stability of the joint and it's going to slide away from where it should be. And then as I go to straighten the knee back out, the reverse of that needs to occur. The quadricep needs to shorten at the correct rate and the hamstring needs to lengthen at the correct rate. So when we're looking to maximize moving 200 pounds, 400 pounds, 600 pounds, and we're asking our body to fire more and more of the musculature, the coordination is off. It's just saying, hey, anybody, fire if you can. And so the longer and longer we are firing maximally, the more and more we get uncoordinated. However, when we start to lower that weight with gravity, so not just firing against, but also controlling it down with gravity, that's where our brain learns how to coordinate the lengthening and shortening of those muscles to keep those joints in place. And so every single time a weight is lowered down in the stay active method, you move steadily and touch softly. And every time you move against gravity in the stay active method, it's quickly and explosively. Now this occurs not just the lengthening and shortening of one particular joint, but also the coordination of multiple joints at a time. And so we need to lengthen and shorten around the knee joint, around the ankles and toe joints, around the hip joints, each of the spinal joints, the shoulder blades and rib cage, the elbows, wrists and fingers. And so controlling down and exploding back up gets as much of that musculature to fire as we can 
and then coordinates the pattern over time. Now this gets most out of place when I see people do deadlifts. A deadlift is where we grab a weight off the ground and we stand up with it until it's about at the height of our hip. Often I see people then drop the heavy weight, grab it, pick it up and drop. Another place I see this is when people do cleans where they pick a heavy weight all the way to the shoulder or snatches where they pick a heavy weight all the way up overhead. Now, each of those times that they drop it, they are teaching their body to fire more and more musculature, shotgun approach, more and more and more, but they're losing coordination by not controlling it down as well. And so in the stay active method, when we become capable of moving faster and we become capable of moving heavier and heavier weights, we also control and touch softly on the ground. Hey everybody, Brian Delaney here. I hope you've been enjoying our second season of Unlock Potential as Corey and I break open some great fitness advice as well as just other life advice that we know is gonna help you and add a ton of value. If you're just a casual listener, soak up the content we're bringing you. It's exceptionally valuable content at no cost to you. But if you're like me and you're like, I want the next levels, I want more information, I want more in depth, I want the extra content, come join us as one of our Patreon subscribers. Support the channel, get to the next level and unlock your potential. Now that first movement cue helps us stay safe and maximize performance in each and every repetition within the moment. Now these other cues start to move us towards a longer term performance and safety. So we've got in the moment controlling down and speed on the way up. And the next two start to help us over a series of reps and over a series of intensity levels throughout each workout. There's range of motion that can be maximized in each exercise. By maximizing the range of motion, we maximize the amount of muscle that gets exposed to strain and the opportunity for that muscle to fire more and more of its use from the nerves. The black here represents a joint and the purple on the side represents four strands of musculature that attach through a tendon to this bottom bone. Now I've thickened each different section of musculature in order to highlight the part that's being used as that joint changes its range of motion. So they have done biomechanical studies and they've seen that when a joint is straighter, there's musculature farther away from the joint that fires more in order to get that joint to stabilize and move at that range of motion. But as the joint starts to bend a little bit, instead of the outermost fibers of the muscle firing, it moves in a little bit. So if I were to maximize speed here and control here, I would get more musculature on the outside of the muscle, but not as much deeper. But as I increase that range of motion a little bit 
and I've maximized my speed here and I look to coordinate and control here, I get more firing of some deeper muscle fibers. And then as the muscle lengthens a little bit more and as the joint changes, now I've got a different section of muscle that can fire. And as I maximize the joint range of motion, it's the deepest muscle fibers that fire. And what that means is I can move any joint through a short range of motion and get a lot of mass through one section. But as soon as I go outside of that range of motion, all of a sudden I'm weaker. And so I need to be focusing on each and every repetition, maximizing the range of motion I can get while I move quickly against gravity and control with gravity. If I do anything that shortens the range of motion, what ends up happening is I get pockets of weakness that eventually make the joint unstable when I reapproach that range of motion. Any exercise that we go over in the stay active method will have prescribed maximal ranges of motion for the start and the finish. And so you're gonna wanna make sure that you hit those maxes each and every repetition. Now, as we're moving through and we have good range of motion, good speed and good control, we then wanna find the appropriate level of ease or effort for while we're moving through. Muscles are a protein balloon filled with sugar water. When we talk about muscle growth or muscle tone or muscle hypertrophy, often what we're talking about is filling those protein balloons with sugar water. Now, when I move this muscle section right here over and over and over, and I challenge it, I start to deplete some of that sugar water. And with the right recovery process, my body fills it back up with sugar water and adds a little bit more. And as it adds more and more of that sugar water, it starts to bulb out much like a balloon. You'll notice the red here beside the purple muscle fiber. The red represents blood supply. If there's a lot of blood supply next to a muscle, it's easy to get that filled back up with sugar water and your recovery is faster. Now, when I try to move quicker and I start to fire more musculature, so I move quickly against gravity, and my brain fires that next section of muscle, I can start to challenge the sugar water supply in there. And because it's got some pretty good blood supply next to it, it starts to fill back up. But you can see it's a little slower than this one because the other side doesn't have very good blood supply. Now, as we go over a little farther, you can see that this doesn't have as good a blood supply on the other side of it. And so it will not be as full as each of the others that I fired at lighter weights. Now, as I start to challenge by moving faster and faster at heavier and heavier weights, I can start to take these and increase the amount of sugar water that's inside that balloon and I'll get more and more hypertrophy. But you can see that the less blood supply is out there the more difficult it is to recover. 
So instead of recovering very much by the next day, it starts taking two days to recover or three days to recover. And so we've got two levels of intensity when we're exercising. One level is maximal. We're getting as much musculature to fire as we can, and we're challenging as much of that energy supply as we can. That's called strength work. And what that does is that starts to challenge some of these other pieces and starts to fill them with energy. But then we want to back off of that intensity. We don't want it to be maximal. We want it to be a little bit more comfortable. And when we do things with more comfort and more ease, we start to challenge the actual blood supply as opposed to the energy that's in the musculature. And so the recovery from that becomes not adding more energy to the muscle itself, but increasing the capillaries or the blood supply of that musculature. So when our overall energy is feeling great and we're pushing the limits, we're going to challenge and expand the sugar water that's in those balloons And then because that was uncomfortable and difficult work, we're gonna be a little bit more tired and we're gonna to need to recover. And when we're tired and we need to recover, not doing anything doesn't help us with our blood supply. But working just at those inner edges starts to help us improve that blood supply. And so when this was 20 pounds, this was 40 pounds, this was 60 pounds, and we start to push ourselves for 80, 100, 120, 140, out here is uncomfortable and takes longer to recover from. In here is now a little bit easier and we start to increase that blood supply. So keeping us healthy in the long run is about managing our overall recovery and overall energy. And so there will be times where we want to push maximally and there will be times where we want to make sure we're holding back just a little bit. And each of those is necessary for your long-term development of both energy in the muscle and supplying that energy with good fresh blood supply. Check out the official Unlock Potential store where inspiration meets style. Explore our exclusive collection of gear inspired by the transformational messages straight from our Unlock Potential podcast. From trendy apparel that embraces the power of positivity to accessories that fuel your motivation. We've got something for every go-getter. Spread the messages of empowerment, energy, and motivation that you get from the Unlock Potential podcast by grabbing your gear today. Now those earlier priorities start with safety and performance being maximized rep after rep and set after set. Now we're gonna to start to talk about 
how to incorporate exercise after exercise, and then tie it all together with what it looks like to a coach. We want to follow a program that is specific to our needs. And so when we talk about the limber test and how our body is feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, what that does is that allows us to maximize our efforts when they're ready and it allows us to maximize our recovery when that's necessary. Now I've got five diagrams here of human skeletons with purple sections that represent muscle. This person right here in the middle can be well developed in their musculature of their upper body, their torso, and down to their legs. And how they will recover from different exercises will be a little different from this individual over here who is well muscled on his upper body and torso, but less well muscled down on his legs. And so if I gave these two individuals the exact same plan day after day, he would not recover as easily on his legs as this individual. And so over time, their ability, their safety and their performance would start to deviate. So if we ignore the symptoms of that lower body not recovering because it's not as well muscled, we would start to put him at an increased risk, either challenging him to overuse his upper body or under recover on his lower body. You can see over here, we have somebody the opposite of that. This individual is well muscled on their torso and legs, but not as well muscled on their upper body. I see this often, this deviation in people who run often and competitively when they're younger, they tend to have more well-muscled lower bodies, people like soccer players or cross-country runners. Over here, with the well-muscled upper body and torso, I may tend to find more in somebody who really focused on bodybuilding and hypertrophy work for their upper body, but did less of that for their lower body. Now, we can have upper body, lower body differences, but we can also have differences upper body one side versus the other and lower body one side versus the other. And so you can see that all of these variations would respond differently to the exact same program over and over and how their body worked its way through in order to achieve the layers of performance and recovery necessary would change and they have to follow a program specific to their needs if they're ever going to improve that over time. Now, this is the musculature. This is the sugar water that's present within their body held in those protein balloons of our musculature. But it doesn't necessarily take into account the blood supply that's present in those areas as well. And so I could have somebody who has low volume of musculature, but really good blood supply. Or I could have somebody with a good volume of musculature and good blood supply. 
I could have somebody with good musculature and good blood supply on one side on the bottom and the other side on the top and poor musculature and poor blood supply on the opposite and vice versa. And so how they're going to recover and respond from each exercise based on the musculature that's there and their energetic supply that's there just changes day after day. That's why we incorporate that limber test to give us overall signals so that we can challenge ourselves overall in the right times and the right ways. Now technique and what it looks like to somebody from the outside, whether that's a friend, a mentor, or a coach, technique is gonna change based on all of these situations. But as we talked about in that first priority, if they're controlling on the way down and going quickly on the way up, they're gonna maximize their performance and their safety. And so this individual might start to twist as they go down into a squat. They might have a torso that rotates a little bit as they're picking something off the ground or pulling it all the way up to their shoulders. This individual might bend their elbows one side or the other while they're getting a bar overhead twisting and contorting. And if I were to tell them, hey, you look crooked, straighten it out, I'm not allowing for their individual variance. What I need to do instead is keep them safe in the moment. If I see them going quickly and touching aggressively with gravity, I'm gonna encourage them to move a little bit slower. If I see them being passive on the way up instead of maximizing the speed, I'm gonna encourage them to move a little bit quicker but I'm not gonna tell them what their body should look like while that's occurring. I'm gonna allow that to unfold. And I'm not going to give them a cue that reduces the range of motion that they're exposing their body to because what that does is that prevents even access of those deeper, weaker areas over time. I see often in squatting, people sink their hips low to the ground and come back up and coaches see the knees waver one side or the other, and they say, hey, only go as far down as you keep those knees in a good, safe place. Unfortunately, what you're doing is you're preventing them from accessing deep musculature around the hip and deep musculature around the knees and the ankles. And if we allow that extra range of motion, in a coordinated and explosive way, that's gonna allow them to stay safe and maximize their performance. And in the long run, you may see that technique correct itself over time. We are all experiencing layers of tissue damage and healing right now. We've had situations in the past where we chose to ignore the symptoms of that and put off the healing until later. That led us to either injuries or layers of illness that created energetic blocks and limitations to our current lifestyle and goals. If we bring all of those symptoms right back to the moment, we get to move as quickly as we can against gravity and we get to control ourselves with gravity. We get to maximize the range of motion that's appropriate and we get to find the right balance of effort and ease for what we're taking on right then. 
We're going to choose a goal. We're going to choose a program that's specific to our goals. And we're going to get technique advice that allows us to support all of those other priorities. When we do this, we're going to untie, unweave, and unwind those years and layers of damage and illness. We're going to heal ourselves and maximize our performance so that we are maximally helpful to others. I've undergone it myself. I've seen dozens and dozens undergo it for themselves. And I'm really excited for you to take this on and see what you're capable of in helping and service to others. Please join us on Patreon and again next week as we start to learn more and more about the Stay Active Method and how we can maximize our performance. Join us on Patreon for an exclusive discussion with Corey about the content in this episode. Here's a sneak peek. Most exercise programs tried to hold that predictive model. Hmm. You want to get stronger? I know how to make you stronger. Here's what you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday over the next six weeks. Yeah. Take one week down, then really push it and see what happened. Yeah. What we try to do instead is respond instead of predict. Okay. We look at the overall situation. We have people check in on where they're at that day. And we say, hey, based on where you're at today, here's the best next step. Not the best six weeks. Here's the best next step. And as they take that step that day, we adjust it over time and we let them adjust themselves over time. So the program is responsive to the layers that they're going through as opposed to predictive for where they're gonna be in the future. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Unlock Potential. For exclusive content, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us across all socials at The Brian Delaney and visit our website at thebriandelaney.com to shop our gear and see what's coming up next.